I was just about to say, why'd you send me the link? Like, we need to get through the app. Welcome back to the Nightlight Podcast. <laughs> ninth episode. And and we're the second podcast in Fairyland. In Fairyland? Nice. Yes. Sparkly this time of year. Yeah, they... The, the Minotaurs beat us by one. <laughs> All right, so back to the discussion. I really like replaying games because I think it's fun to experience the story from different angles and given enough time between playthroughs, I think it's like it can be a fun experience to relive the stories, like like uh, re-watching you know, movies and stuff. Stupid. No, just kidding. Um. I can't replay through games. I just so like playing through a game to me. I based off of instinct, and I can't. So, what is it? Like I just played through the game Haven, and I I'll play through it. I might even play through it again in the future, but I'll, I'll click on it or look at just the picture, and I'll remember everything that happened in the game, and then. I'll just, in my head, I'm just like, I wouldn't make any different decisions, so I'm not going to because I'm, I wouldn't do that myself. I'll replay it. I'll discover more about the game, but if I uncovered all the, like, in the game, there's a bunch of islands you uncover. I've already uncovered all the islands. I don't know what happens if I, like, clear all of them because you, can, you can't skip them, but you, you kind of have to rush across the field to another bridge to leave. And I only did that to two islands. Well, what if I cleared them or if they can or cannot be cleared? But that's the only thing that I didn't do. So it's like I'll, I'll base everything everything off of instinct. And it's like, well, or what I would do in real life. And it's like, mm, I don't really want to do that because it's something that I want to do in real life. It would be contra- – to me, it's contradicting myself. And I, I, wanna, I don't feel comfortable doing that in a video game, let alone real life. I don't know. I guess for me, it's just like, like, like I'm fine with like uh, not knowing a lot of things, but at the same time, it's like to me, it's like one of those choose your own adventure books that would honestly just it would just be a funny experience to watch you read one. Like I said earlier, uh, before we started recording, where it's just like, oh, well, I died on page seven, so I guess I'm done with that, and then you just toss it in the fire. Um. No, that's kind of, I mean, I have the same thinking about TV shows. I don't know if anybody else that listens to this has this, or maybe, Eric, you, you might understand a little bit. Obviously, we both, there's TV shows that I've rewatched, either for nostalgia or just because I thought it was a good TV show. But I would say I'm an avid anime slash just all around TV, TV show kind of guy. And I've seen, got it has to be thousands now it's just got to be up there with just every all, all the different types of anime and tv shows out there that i've watched it's got to be at least at the very least almost a thousand and your brain or at least my brain cannot remember all the tv shows whether i'm like i'll like if so if you tell me like that 70 show i can remember bits and pieces from each episode but if I say 
Um, if I were to click on it, I'd be like, I've already seen that multiple times, and I would watch it for nostalgia. But if I like click on an anime that I thought was really good, whether I watched it three years ago and it was supposed to come out with a season soon, or like, and a lot of, there's a lot of animes that don't get aired for a second season, or or is a small animation company or a side project of a bigger one that it takes a long time for them to make the next season. I'll watch say the first episode or. Like, it, it's either, like, the name of it or the first episode, watching the first episode or just seeing a picture. And, I'll rem- and I mean, I'll remember everything about every episode in the instance and be like, oh, yeah, I watched it. And that happened. And that happened. And that happened. And then I'll click off it and I'll be like, well, that's done with because I already I remembered all the episodes that I was about to watch in a second. <laughs> and then now I'm just going to move on to try to find a new one. I don't know. I mean, with TV shows, it can be I, I feel like it's a little different just because like there's no way for you to make that experience different. And so like I like I, I there's still a lot of TV shows that I really like to rewatch. Like I've rewatched um you know a bunch of animes. Uh recently I rewatched what did I rewatch? Oh, recently I rewatched a movie. I rewatched uh Flushed Away. What's that? Uh, it's a it's like a claymation movie, and it's about, about this. Sewer? Yeah. Huh? About the frogs in the sewer. Well, it's not about the frogs, but yeah, it has the frogs in it. Yeah, and like he gets like this this one rat just goes up his this one rat like comes up this other rat's house through the uh, like the plumbing, and then he gets flushed down. There's the title, and. He gets flushed uh, away. He gets flushed away. But then he ends up going through this whole tale of you know trouble with uh, this uh, this woman Rita or this rat Rita, Rita rat. And you know they end up finding out that the glass bead is fake, and then he feels bad about shattering it. So they have to fight the frog who's going to flood the whole underground city. It's a, it's a great movie, ten out of ten. But um, there's no way to make that situation more unique but i feel like in video games there's especially open world video games there's ways to make it more unique like recently i decided to play through skyrim again and i haven't played through it in about uh a year and a half or so like i think i picked it up like once or twice a little bit but i I haven't seriously sat down and tried to play it again until recently um and it's like it's good because there's ways to make it more interesting for yourself you know on the easier side of things it could just be you know just changing how you normally play like if you normally play like with like melee weapons maybe try doing mostly bow or mostly magic spells or something or maybe your whole thing is like you just you make poisons and then you pickpocket people and throw them in their pockets and then because of the way the game works those people just instinctively start chugging poison yeah, I, I I can't do that. I mean, I I have to play. I'm kind of I guess set in my ways when it comes to games. I play pretty much a certain way unless I want to try something new. Like like Destiny One when it came out, I I played Warlock. I tried something new and I did not deviate. I didn't want to try Hunter or Titan. I just liked Warlock. But back then, if you there was like a feud among the gaming community between Warlock, Titan, and Hunter, which one was better. So if you were a Warlock, you were a Warlock. You you, you were 
trying to be better than the other two because they had them almost pretty much balanced for the most part. So in arena and other ways back then. So if you're a warlock, you're shit, you're talking shit about Titans and hunters all, all the time. And you reign with a, a warlock squad or, or, and then eventually it got to the point where you would play you and your friends, your friend would say, choose Titan and you'd play with your friend. But I mean, normally I'd be amazed, say like in a fantasy game or a futuristic game, like Destiny, I would choose Warlock or like like a tank that wields heavy heavy or light weapons that would do a lot of damage and tank hits. That's just how I've always played the games, and that's how I like to play the games. So I would never instinctively deviate to kind of like what I was saying about story games. I would never deviate to what I would do because it's not like a comfortable thing. It's just what I like to do, and why would I do something that I don't want don't like to do right don't get me wrong i try i've tried to like play different classes in video games to find out that i just don't like the class and i've tried to replay story games to find out different storylines but i don't care for it because it's something that i want to particularly do but that's just my my personal perspective on it if you guys like to replay video games and find different storylines and that's something that get, gets you gets you going then gets you going gets gets you the old razzle dazzle but but get gets you going it's then that's cool you do it but there's plenty of people that I would I would have to assume that are like me who are I guess who's played who's been playing video games I mean since they are young who's played several video games like today's video games, just better graphics that are like, well, I've tried the Archer thing and plenty of other video games that's not my style, so I'm going to do this. And then like story games, I'm going to play this way because it's how I would how I'd choose in real life. Why would I deviate from what I would purchase? You? And then I'll, I'll like, and have tried it the other way. And then went, well, I just wasted hours on an ending that is not too different from the one that I got, which a lot of games aren't quite like that, but it's kind of like I don't want to try a different ending if it's just going to end worse than it started when if you're normally a person who has morals, ethics, and common sense, if you're playing a story game and playing it as if you were the person making the decisions in the game, you will, I would say eight out of 10 times, maybe seven out of 10 times, you'll get the best ending possible. Well, I I don't necessarily agree with that just because, and this might just be because I have experience with a lot of uh, like hard ended storyline games. So like a lot of people will point to like um, games like, uh, uh crap what's it called not the last of us i'm thinking of until dawn games like until dawn um different games by telltale series like uh the walking dead um as well as uh there's another game i was playing recently but a lot of games like that that can have situations where you can choose to be you can make a lot of choices as to how to play the game. And in some cases, 
being always having this like mentality of like what is right and like going the easy route has uh has opportunities to really screw you over in different ways that like you obviously can't see because you don't you don't know what's to come um i mean i could tell you that i've probably played over a hundred story games and i don't think i've had a bad ending yet (laughs) no i believe that but do you know if it was the the like right good ending or it was it just a good ending it was my right good ending that i chose for myself that's that's why i based off of that's lame it, it's that's why i based it off of instinct and what i would do in real life because say the game eventually i play one we're choosing the right thing and the and the even the worst situation is wrong and and say you kill Say if it's a choice like you kill half your crew and you get to keep your woman and it's a choice like that, I would choose that choice and I would live with it and I would move on. And I would – and say the game ends with um, like you're the leader of this colony and it turns out that you're the best leader, you repopulate and you get the woman. And that's what one of them ended off to be. And I can't remember the name of the game. But – I was like, that's the choice. It's like, in, it, it's, I, I, I change it to real life. So it's like, I cannot go back on my decision. I have to live with that decision and that's the ending I got. And it was a pretty damn good ending. That's fair. Like, I like that mentality, but I, I think maybe it's just because I've always like, I've always been so curious about, and maybe it's just because I naturally just overthink everything until it's like to an extreme point. But I always like, I always think about like, what if this, what if that in video games? So that way, when I come back to real life, I can kind of separate that idea. So like in the video game, I can explore every single, like, like in real life, if you try to talk to somebody, like you talk to people in Skyrim where you just like, you just walk into somebody's house. Like, so I heard you're missing some sheep. And he's like, what are you doing in my home? I'm going to call the police, leave. Um, Like it doesn't work out. And like, there's not always an opportunity in real life to ask every single question, but I can kind of scratch that itch in games that have open dialogue, like Skyrim, Fallout, um, uh, what's that other game that I keep forgetting about? It's, It's about that girl that can like change time and, uh, her name's Max. I don't know. Why can't I remember it? Ah, and I feel like maybe that's going to be enough information that somebody else is going to remember it, and there's like not really any way of them to to tell us. I mean, if I guess I'm I'm a pretty open book in real life. And I have no problem asking the nastiest to the best question to a random stranger on the street or new new people I'm meeting. So it's like I I don't I have a filter when I have to meet somebody that's important or I'm meeting someone, but people tend to like it when I'm I guess open and random. So I, I scratch that real like what you that itch you scratch in a game, I just scratch it whenever the fuck I want. So I'll 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 go into work, and I'll walk because I, I only work with I guess one guy. But I have no problem walking up to him, being like, "What's your dick size?" 
<laughs> have you ever thought about what would happen if a burglar came in or have you ever fucked your sister? I don't know. I mean, I have you ever fucked your sister? No, I have not. Thanks for asking. No. You're, you're welcome. But I mean, I, I tend to like, so say we're getting coffee at a Starbucks and for some reason, someone like, I'm not going to go out of my way to ask a random stranger what his dick size is. But if he comes up to me and he's like, do I know you from somewhere? I'll be like, no, probably not. I live in Iowa. And then we start talking for a bit, getting to know him. Then I have no problem asking. And he's engaged in the conversation with us. I have no problem asking any question on earth. And I would not get embarrassed or they'll get confused, but I won't get embarrassed or anything. I just, it's just how I am. So I'll, I'll be like, mm-hmm. have you ever like held a sword and see like how far you could throw it? Like, <laughs> For me, it's a, it's not so much that like I have an issue asking like weird questions, but it's more that like in in video games, I can get away with being very inefficient by asking every single question and doing every tiny little quest and collecting all the seven hundred pine cones or whatever. Like like I can waste time doing stuff like that uh, because it's a video game, you know, and like. But in real life, I like to keep my conversations efficient and I like to get to the point. Like, it's not to say like, I don't have conversations where I'm just like, yo, you want to, you want to grab the rulers? Let's see what happens. I mean, but it's just, it's weird because I've done stuff to where like, I mean, even you, it's funny that you bring it up, but I have actually picked up a hundred pine cones and super glued them together and put a bundle of firecrackers and uh, the Roman candles in them, and I asked a stranger to light it. <laughs> See, that's fine, but I, what I mean is, I guess, a little bit more fundamental. Like, I'm fine with doing random stuff like that, but it's like there's more... Also, what the fuck? Hold on. I kind of blew past that. You went out and collected a bunch of pine cones and just glued them together and turned it into a, a makeshift flaming bomb? Yes. I I went out and I specifically grabbed a hundred pine cones from different areas around pine trees in near where I live. I put Roman candles and firecrackers in them, and I literally walked up to a random woman that was jogging down the street, and I'm like, hey. Hey, how are you doing today? She's like, oh, pretty good. I'm like, hey, do you want to set this fuse off? And she, and at that point, it feels like you're in a video game because, or at least in her shoes, she's like, what the fuck? Why? What, what am I lighting? I don't know. Just light it. See what happens. It's just a bunch of shit wrapped in pine cone. And then she's like, okay. So then she lit it. I threw it in my driveway and it blew up. <laughs> That's amazing. Like lit- that's a, like, it only feels like some side quest energy for sure. I'm not joking when like I I'll take a video game right like he- like Haven. I I'll I'll point to Haven because it's the most recent one I played, but like obviously there's like you're flying in a ship and you're trying to rebuild your ship in the game and it's about like love and freedom like what it says. But like that's the one game that I can't go like, well I can't particularly come up with a solution where i'm taking levitating boots and putting them on my feet and floating down the street and then holding 
like holding a button or like mentally controlling this flow to make a flow burst of flowers. Like, I mean, I can't do that. So like I relate it to the next best thing and I walk up to this guy and be like, Hey, have you ever found love? And then he's just like, first, what's your name? But what the fuck? And it's oh, and it's man. fun to do today because we're in such I guess to say at least people in our age group uh, a I would say thirties kind of pushing it, but most thirty and under people are growing up with the open mentality where like they're used to like seeing YouTube videos and videos and Facebook posts and social media that people are taking its real life and you know those videos were. Um, it goes anywhere from this guy asking a woman on a date for her to choose no, but I'll date the guy next to you, which is an actual video. It's hilarious. And then it goes from, uh, would you ever kill a puppy or eat a salad? Like it's, it's like so random that people are just used to, it might happen to them. And I, although I'm not recording it or anything, I just transfer what I've done in a video game or multiple compile it together, think of the best question and go, man, how could I make this more interesting? Would you ever set a hay, hay bale on fire and throw, throw it into somebody's house and see how long it t- takes to burn? No, cause that's arson. Well, I mean, my dad blew up. <laughs> that's a crime. My dad accidentally no, I- blew up a house with his friend. Well, technically his friend blew up the house. <laughs> I'm not ousting my dad, but he, him and his friend were playing with, I don't know what it was. It was like a lighter or matches. His friend was, we were, he was in his friend's house and his friend was playing with lighter or matches. I don't know the name of his friend. And he accidentally dropped either a lighter or one of the matches, whatever he was playing with into the sump pump of the house, smelt some smoke and then ran. And then the house literally blew up. (laughs) Oh my god! To this day, pretty intense. To this day, my grandparents do not know that my dad was around when the house blew up. My dad didn't blow it up, but his his friend did. But to this day, my grandparents do not know that my dad was a part of blowing up a house. (laughs) Well, if they ever listen to this podcast. You will lack that plausible deniability now. But, I mean, I do random... Like, I do stuff that you would see in a video game to where I would think to get the best reaction out of somebody that doesn't play video games and see their reactions in real life. I mean, no one would ever think... Like, you don't go out... Like, you would never go out for a run and expect someone to walk up to you with this giant pine cone ball filled with fireworks and then go here light it see what happens and you don't even know the guy's name yet (laughs) this is this is fair i i would be very i would be very off put by that situation but i'm definitely the kind of person to take advantage of that situation like that lady i'd be like all right let's see what like somebody could walk up to me and be like hey i'm I'm, I'm gonna go do something that could be illegal if you want to come i'd be like well as long as it's not murder i guess i mean i did it's I do like the 
I say dumb, but just a strange things that involve strangers that make maybe make might make their day better or worse, but I see their reaction like their reactions like uh what did I do? It at my old house I grabbed a bunch of sticks and I sharpened them on each end and I stabbed a lot of them in the ground and I made a makeshift like fence like you see in Madagascar. I got, I, I was like 12 and I saw the movie Madagascar for the first time. And I saw uh, Alex in his pit with his sh- uh, shaven pointed sticks. And I did that in my yard and, yeah. I, and I literally just looked out my window every time I saw a runner pass and look at it and be like, what the fuck? Every so often I would go out there and be like, don't come near me. I'm dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What the fuck? Where'd this imagination go? Every time we're talking, you're just like, oh, what's your favorite color? Well, when you put me my back against the wall, I, I, I kind of just like my brain goes to the most immediate thing that I was thinking about. And my favorite color, I was thinking about visiting the ocean. And I'm like, uh, uh. Uh, color. <laughs> Just start screaming out random vowels or verbs. Un outs disk vak. Blue. What's your favorite color? Blue. Okay, but what kind of blue? Like deep blue. Wait, wait you forgot about it. <sighs> deep royal blue. He did, though. He did sniff. I mean, like, I don't know, man. I read stories, and I try to apply them to real life, even though they're stories, fictional or nonfiction. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of the benefit of, like, video games and stories, though, is you can you can have, like, a suspension of disbelief. Where, like, yeah, you, like, I'm playing Skyrim, and I know that, like, there aren't dragons, and magic is, I mean... I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if magic is real. And, and sometimes I kind of like, sometimes I'll have like these random moments at 3 a.m. when I've been watching way too much TV and I'll be like, well, I guess I better go charge my walkie talkies and try to talk to ghosts. Yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not exaggerating that I was watching supernatural and I just like, I don't know. I'd, I'd watched just like, I, I was like rewatching the series or something and I was on like season eight and I just like, by the time that episode was done, I was like, how to talk to ghosts through swords. And I was like, I spent like six hours reading about like, like scrying, like, like, like screaming at a bowl of water until spirits yell at you. I mean, I take, I mean, I do a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. I mean, I take influence from things from a TV show to see how people react just like a video game too. So like, I'll even do things like I stupidly, and I'll say stupidly, lit a firecracker and used my ass as the launch pad, and it went up. I, I somehow I'm not surprised by the, these turns of events. And man. then I I taped a bottle because I saw Kelto and a, a, a TV in an episode of that 70 show and he taped a firework to his arm and he thought he would blast it off, but it would get obviously get stuck to his arm and blow up. So I taped a bottle to my arm and then a firework. 
and then I lit it, and then I actually asked a random person that was uh, my one of my neighbors that didn't know me yet to light it, and they're like, "You're fucking crazy, let's do it." And he lit it, and I shot it. And I'm like, "Man, I'm like Iron Man, let's do it again." <laughs> I'm like, "By the way, my name's Zach," and then they're like, "Oh." <laughs> And we've been together ever since. Some of the things, obviously, I can't do because I play here and there. Like, I would say every five years or so, I'll play, like, one of those, like, Haven. It's like a a love game-ish. So, that's stuff that I can't test out because no woman wants to love me. (laughs) Uh, Don't say that. But I portray myself as a out there kind of person, not like a gay, not like gay or bi or anything, just like a try anything once kind of person. So like whether it's lighting a firework on my arm or jumping and I did this stupidly, I swam in the ocean for three hours when the temperature outside was 40 degrees. Uh, the, I remember I was in, I was in Boy Scouts, and there was this thing called the Polar Plunge, where basically for every day during summer camp, uh, you, or no, it wasn't summer camp. It was uh in the middle of like October. You had to wake up at like five a.m. and then go to the lake and swim while the water was still like, while the water was like super super cold. Um, that was it. That was the whole thing. It's just like everybody woke up at five a.m. to go swimming are really cold i mean like, i did something like that but they called me crazy because it wasn't a part of the camp <laughs> i went <laughs> i went to church i used to go to church camp a lot and one time it had a lake there and we were allowed to swim in it but it was december right after all the snow melted and it, the lake had to have been like god 13 it was like below freezing for sure and water it feels worse so someone looked at me and didn't realize what I was willing to do and went, jump in the lake right now. I'm like, all right. And then not even a second to lose, I ripped off my shirt and I jumped in the lake. And then I swam around for like 10 minutes and got out. And they're like, wow, you really just did that. And I'm like, yes, I did. It it makes life more interesting when you're just more willing to do the good stuff, but also making sure that you can say no to the bad stuff. And then always saying yes to some of the bad stuff. Like cocaine. No, just kidding. Don't do drugs. drugs. But But if you want to jump in a cold lake, that's fine. I mean – I mean, I do stuff at random, and if I know I can handle it like I've done it in the past, I'll just do it because I like to do it, and it makes the situation more interesting. So, like, if I've jumped in the cold lake like that before, fast forward a few years, I got off work, and I went to the closest lake, and around the same time of year, it was it was a cold lake, but snow hasn't fallen yet, and me and a couple of my coworkers are just fishing him uh one of my coworkers, his girlfriend which also is one of my coworkers, and miguel i'm wearing and 
keep in mind, I'm wearing jeans, just got off work, and a heaviest like shirt, pizza shirt. And I walk up to the lake, and I'm like, "Who wants to jump in the lake tonight or go skinny skinny dipping?" And they're like, um, "No." And I and I said, "I guess you're lost." And I ripped off my shirt, threw everything out of my pockets, and and I swam in the lake in denim. And you sure showed and, them. <laughs> and well, then me being there, and this is what makes it interesting. Normally, they'd never do anything like this, but I convinced one of them or at least the girl, to get in the lake. So she got in the lake, not, like, got in the lake, swam with me. I convinced uh, my coworker that I've known longer than her to get at least knee-deep and to jump in once and then stay in the water for a bit. Same thing with Miguel. And it was – and don't get me wrong, it was cold. But it, in that situation, it would be talking on the beach or fucking around talking in the lake – in a cold ass lake that makes it a different aspect to the or atmosphere to the situation than just yeah the atmosphere being her hard cold nipples. Now. Well, I mean, it's a different. It's like if I were to sit on a beach and talk to you for an hour, it would still be cool to look out on the lake. But what if we got in the lake and then they're like, "Well, you're fucking crazy," and I'm like, "Well, I am, but let's do it anyway." <laughs> I can respect that. For me, like, I, I haven't really done stuff that's, like, jumping in lakes, but I've, like, driven to, like, other cities or even, like, like across states just on a whim. Uh, like, uh, I just, like, I was bored in Oklahoma one day, and so I just took, like, four days, and I just drove. It didn't take me four days to drive up there. It only took me, like, 16 hours, but I drove to Indiana and back, and, I, like, I stayed there for, like, four days. Just because I was just like, well, I'm not doing anything else. Speaking of that, I'm going to Indiana like in two months. <laughs> oh, what's in uh, Indiana? one of my friends? But he's been he. I've known him for like, God, better part of fourteen years. And yeah, I've never like just. I used to go up there because my cousins lived up there, and my aunts and uncles. Some of them lived up there, but I never really visited him. And just today, I was talking to him, and I'm like. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to drive up there. Normally, I would do it on a whim and I would just say, okay, let's just fucking do it today. And then, but this is where you got to use some common sense and be like, well, I I have to work this week. I don't want to get fired from my job. Same thing with him. He works this week. We got to find time to like set it up and to have money set aside, which I normally have money set aside, but it's like you to do it on a whim, you have to do It's kind of like whims have to be timed so it has to be if you're working if you have mm-hmm. like say two days off and you just wake up and you're like today i want to go somewhere and you say you drive 20 hours to go down to florida hang out there for a few hours and you drive 20 hours back sleep and then go to work the next the next day <clears throat> you know I'm, I'm down for stuff like that like I've even like uh like I've gotten off of work from the restaurant and, all, and people that have worked like in bars and stuff know that on the weekends you can be there like until like two or three a.m. easy. And I got off at like three a.m. one day and I looked at my coworker and I was like, "Hey, you want to just go to the beach and hang out there?" And we were just like, "Yeah, let's fucking do it." And so we did. We drove 
through the night. It only took us about an hour and a half to drive there. And then we hung out until about sunrise, got something to eat. And then we went home. It was a fun time. And I really like doing stuff like that. That's like, like you just, you just do something to like live in the moment. I hate people to like, like don't get me wrong. I think you should definitely plan things more than you should just take risks. But I also think it's important to just get up and go and do something sometimes, you know, pick up an instrument, you know, write a story, just do something. You know, it's like, I know like so many people that have never even seen snow. Like, yeah, like it's great for the first day and then it sucks afterwards, but like, it's still like, it's still an experience for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's crazy because personally snow has been like snow is like a really big part of my life in some situations, especially when I lived way further north in Washington. I mean, I mean, I bet you've ran into people like this kind of stay, stay, stay on the same kind of subject. But have you ever met those people who are like, yeah, I do stuff on a whim all the time. But then they. And then they're like, oh, I, I went to brunch last week and it was like, well, not, not quite, I, I I'm talking about like someone who says they do stuff on a whim, but then they give up once it just doesn't work. So like if I'm like, like I think last year on a whim, I was like, man, I want to go skydiving. And then I looked up everything I can about skydiving. And then I spent like a good six hours on just research of, of like, not even of how to skydive, just where I can skydive and if they're open. And then I spent the whole like next three days trying to figure it out and weigh my options instead of just like, Oh, I'm going to go skydiving. Oh, it looks like they're not open. I'm just going to quit. I'm just like, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to, I'm not just going to puss out right now. Right. And it's, and it's one thing cause I've met people that are like, kind of like me where it's like, let's do something on a whim, but the bank accounts look kind of low. So I'm not going to travel right now. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. I get that. Like, that's why I said like, com- like you said, timing is important. And I agree with that. And like having common sense with it, whatever you do want to just do something random, but it's like, I always look at it like, like, let's say like I play guitar now, but let's say that I just decided that like, I wanted to learn how to play guitar and I hadn't been pr- uh, playing. And I was like, I can either, you know, I think about like how much money I might spend like on eating out or on like maybe some groceries that like I don't really need. And I'll be like, I'll just take that money and instead of using it on things that I was going to like quote unquote waste money on anyway, I'll, you know, buy a guitar and I'll start practicing with it. You know, I won't like go overboard. I'll get like just a little piece from like a pawn shop or something from like the marketplace. I mean, I have common sense when it comes to money. So like, I'll say if I want to take a day trip out of state, I want at least like four or $500 for a day trip. Cause I don't know if there's going to be a nice, like a restaurant that I've never eaten at before. And I don't know the prices or if I want to get a couple of souvenirs or if they have something in the state that I can't buy in my state. Like, and I, I vape, so it's kind of like I've been to Minnesota and a few other, like a ton of other states since I've been able to buy it, buy for myself. And well, I guess except uh, since they put in the 21 law, but in, in the short span when I was 18 to 20 before they put in the 2021 20, law, 
I went to Florida and I went to Alabama and I went to Missouri, Kentucky, Georgia, Tennessee, Minnesota, South Dakota, and I've and I've uh, went to every vape store and there's a lot of product that my state doesn't have compared to and uh, the other states have compared to the other states. So you you just want to be I guess more or less prepared money wise. When I get there, my common sense kind of goes out the fucking window. It just disappears. So like I'll go like I'm going to Indiana. I'm gonna be there for at least two to three days. And I'll probably save up about five hundred thousand dollars. And some of most of that's gonna go to hotel, like half of that's at least going to hotel room or cheaper. And uh quarter of that's probably gonna go to gas because I drive a gas guzzler. And the rest will go to food, and if I have any more, then it will go towards, like, uh, fun things to do around there. So I'll get up there, get pay for the hotel room for the two days, or have it set aside. And then I'll have my gas set aside, and then my food set aside. Say I have $1,000 left, or, or even $100 left, common sense, out the fucking window. So, like, <laughs> I'll go... Like, whether it costs money or not, I'll be like, I'm going to try to parachute today. And then my friend will be like, what? I don't know. Just feel like it. Or like paragliding or like, like I'll be sitting in a room. And this is how like dumb it gets. I think when I was 16, I went to my mom and I was like, what's the biggest lake in Iowa? She's like, you know what? I don't know. And then we looked it up and literally we drove overnight to three hours away to the biggest lake in Iowa and stayed there for like three or four days and then came home. <laughs> that's like, fun and stuff. That's, that's what I do. Like me and Miguel will sit in a room and we'll check our bank accounts and be like, Hey Miguel. And he's like, what? And I'm like, you want to go somewhere? He's like, not this shit again. <laughs> he, he, he <laughs> likes doing stuff kind of on a whim but he likes to be a little bit more planned. Like I had two days off in a row and I wanted to go and I told you this story, but I don't think I told the podcast this story and I wanted to go to Hawkeye point. It's the highest point of elevation in Iowa. I thought it would be more climbing Hills and shit. No, it's just a glorified pedestal that you drive up to because I'm, I'm assuming that, yes, you're driving up roads and stuff to get there on a slight incline the whole way. So it's technically the highest point of elevation. But from Iowa, I've visited places where there's caves. I've visited like a 10-minute drive down the street where I can climb hills. And I would I call mountains, but they're not mountains. They're just they, – they're like valleys. They go way deep, but you don't notice you're going down, and then you climb all the way back up to sea level. So I, I climb stuff. So then I'll, I went to this place. I'm like, well, this is just a glorified pedestal. But I literally yeah. went over to Miguel's house and said, Miguel, I don't care if you have work the next two days. We're going here. And he's like, no. And I said, yes. And he's like, okay, talk to my dad about it. And I'm like, I'm still, and I literally just went to his dad and went, I'm stealing your son for two days. He's like, all right. And then I took him and then we went and they came home. <laughs> And he's like, well, as long as he doesn't die, see you, kid. But I literally, I uh, I do stuff off of a whim pretty often. 
whether I'm in a, ro- a room alone or with people, I'm normally like, you know what? I haven't been to Clear Lake in a while, which is the biggest lake in Iowa. Or I'll, or I'll go, I wonder how it, how it is in South Dakota right now, and I'll take a dr- day trip up there, and I'll be like, cool, <laughs> and then I'll come home. <laughs> I feel like that's what my trip to Indiana was like. But don't get me wrong, like I saw like people that like uh, I hadn't seen in a, a couple of years and things like that, and I, I had a good time. But like after I was done, like through th- after I was done with that initial like meeting everybody again, you know, and hanging out for like a day with them, I spent the last like two days going like, well, uh, I don't know, I guess I'll get some checkers or something, have a cheeseburger. I went to the public library there in Allen County, and uh, honestly, it's one of my it's one of the coolest libraries I've ever been in just because it's so massive. It's like got like, it's like a four story building. They've got like dozens of like private offices you can rent for special occasions and stuff. Uh, Like there was one lady that was there and she was doing like a baby shower. Imagine doing a baby shower at the library. Not that that's like so super cool or anything, but it's just like, you wouldn't think of that. I mean, like, and it's just weird what you can find. I mean, like if I if I sit in here, I'm like, man, I want to go to Chicago. And then you go to Chicago, and you hang out there for a day. You never know what you're gonna find. I mean, you could poten- potentially run into someone who has tickets to the Bulls game that's happening the next day, or that could there could be a Bulls game happening later, and you just happen to have the cash on you. You go to an NBA game and then you get out and it's like, well, that was pretty fun. What else can I do? And then you just look up on your phone, fun things to do in Chicago. And normally that's what I do. I'll just go to the state and I'll just look up like fun things to do around where I'm at. And then nine times out of 10, they are fun, but you, you don't look at the Google, what Google says. You look at what websites say. Right. I mean, like, one of my favorite things to do whenever I, like, uh, whenever I was first moving around a lot and, like, going to new towns and stuff is I would just, instead of driving around, I would just get out and start walking uh, everywhere and, like, see what was, I don't know, just see what was what and see what I could find. And I'd, I'd read signs and I'd, like, I'd, I'd go to a hotel and I'd just pick up, like, a whole buttload of their brochures that would talk about, like, all the cool things to do and look at and see and and places to visit or whatever. That's where we differ. I'm too fat to walk, so I just drive. I mean, I'll <laughs> I'll walk to experience in, in like the hot spots. Like I'll walk in like down like downtown or central, and normally central, and I'll talk to a few of the, like the people from there and see what's fun to do. And then some most of the time, if not a lot of the time, or at least some of the time, if not a lot of the time they'll want to join you and be like, well, shit, I have most of the day free. How about I just show you myself? I've gone on a lot of dates like that, traveling as much as I have, where I just end up like talking to somebody really cool at uh, a restaurant I visit or something. And uh, it's a really fun experience doing that. Even if it doesn't like lead anywhere like permanent, it's still fun to like hang out with somebody that knows the town, you know? I mean, you, it's, it's, it's what, it's what I personally call living life, which a lot of people like, I would say Miguel loves doing stuff on a whim. If it sounds fun to him, 
but Miguel is completely like happy. I mean, playing video games and hanging out with me and doing all this stuff. But I mean, one day I might just like have the money and be like, you know what? I want to go climb Everest. Let's go do it. Like, Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's like, and to him, like I've been wanting well, to go on a camp. Like, uh, yeah, you said mountain climbing, but I've been wanting to go camping for like, for like probably the better part of a year. Ever since I stopped living in my car. <laughs> well, I mean, things that I wanted to do that are just like, people call me crazy for, but I want to see what happens if I try to walk in one direction for like 24 hours straight. Or like, I want to go bi- biking. Fun. Like, I'll choose like, I'll randomly roll like a dice to like some chooses my fate for the day and then I just have to like ride like get on a bicycle not like a car like a bicycle and ride for like 12 hours east and like see if I end up somewhere and what and a lot of you and I get a lot of my inspirations from YouTubers who are kind of crazy I mean like yes theory is a really good one or like Tucker Doss, he literally rode a one wheel to Canada from where he lived. He biked from one side of the U.S. to the other to deliver a penny to Mr. Beast. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, and he's even walked in one direction for 24 hours and just car camped where someone would follow behind him to record him. But it's like I want to do crazy stuff that you never would expect. Like even if I got in a car and like I'm driving in this direction for six to 10 hours and then seeing what's random, small or big city I run into because like, I mean, I could say like, uh, what is it? There's a lot, there's a lot of cities that are the size of the ones that I live in that have skyscrapers and stuff, but aren't on a map because they're not, well, that are on a map, but aren't seen on a map because it's not like a, uh, God, a capital or a main city, but they still have like a lot of fun things to do. And they're like their own version of life. Like I've been like, I've driven in one direction for like, three hours just to test it out. And I rained it. I ended up in a random small town with probably a population of a hundred. And I still talked to the locals and went, what do you guys do around here? (laughs) God, I miss being able to do that. I miss like feeling like, because like, I'm sure a lot of people can agree that like this year or this past year has been very like confining and like, it's been hard to like go out and do stuff like that because you, it like, I mean, maybe not so much right now with a lot of places still opening up uh, with like a, a, like a mask policies and things like that. Um, but even still, like it's, it's definitely like different now. Like you, like it's harder to get like a, a personal experience, I think, because we have to wear masks now. Don't get me wrong. I think wearing masks is important. I'm just saying like what, What's I mean, come of it, you know? I flipped on a like, I feel like this year. <laughs> nobody can really. <laughs> I said I flipped Wait, off and say? argued with a lot of people this year. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that well, can I mean, be an accomplishment, don't get me I guess. Wrong. I, I believe masks are effective and important, especially the first 
couple of months or even half a year when the virus was big. After that, I believe that it is a pointless waste of time to wearing a mask. My o- The only reason why I think I that, and, and I could be completely wrong, which I'm probably not, but I have a lot of doctors that I've talked to who are worried about corona, but also say the statistics show that the first year of the flu, the swine flu, the bird flu, and any other diseases that have come into contact with America, their first years were a lot worse. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should have had a mass mandate back then, but but back then we weren't worried about the swine flu or bird flu. Their first year they killed, I think, uh, when I asked the doctor, one of, the, one of my doctor friends, like, I don't think we're qualified to, to talk quite like that. What? If I'm honest. Like, I don't know that we're really qualified well, I mean, to like. It doesn't to... take qualifica- qualification. It just takes facts. Google the first year of the swine flu or any. any good... No, I, like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying that like, like those by comparison were much more serious. And I think that the reactions that we had were while they weren't like unsubstantiated, I think that in a lot of cases it was blown out of proportion thanks to a lot of media outlets um, making things seem a lot worse than they were because it looked, don't get me wrong. It's terrible. The people that have died, especially when a lot of it could have been prevented for example. And I I can't say for sure whether or not I think this would have 100% worked, but looking at what a lot of other countries did where they initiated uh, total lockdowns um, very early in the, um, in the first stages of the coronavirus pandemic, they seem to get better off uh, much more quickly than America did because it took us a very long time to actually decide to start uh, committing to like stay-at-home orders and mask orders and things like that. And all I think is that maybe if we had been a little more prepared or taken it more seriously before it got blown out of proportion um, or taken it seriously without blowing it out of proportion, I I think we would have been better off. Um, But other than that, I I don't think it's fair to compare it to um, a lot of those other, like comparing it to like the swine flu, smallpox, uh, polio or even the black plague because the thing is is during those times we didn't have quite as much knowledge about how pathogens work and now we while we can't understand everything about the science behind uh, especially brand new viruses like COVID-19 we can understand the basic pathology of how they'll function and we should be able to act accordingly and in like a a uh, like a, in a responsible way uh, instead of going into a full-blown panic. Um, and that, that's, that's all I really have to say about it is I, I, I think that the situation could have been handled a little better. It, it could have been handled with a lot less uh, panic, especially all the people that bought all the toilet paper and the people that like panic bought things like bread and canned food because they were expecting some sort of like crazy zombie apocalypse to happen. Instead, they just inconvenience me because now I can't make a ham sandwich. I mean, I I totally get. I spent the whole beginning of the year like becoming like a professional baker. 
and like yeah minor problem throughout the rest of the year i'm not saying it was like a oh like look at this guy he can bake bread but like it was just kind of funny that like people panic about all this stuff like i wonder what some people are doing with the mountain of toilet paper that they have now i totally get what you're saying but i mean whether you're an eighth grader or an adult and you take and you copy and paste and and collect a sheet together of the first year of all new viruses that happened when we had the technology medicine outlets and social media coronavirus by far is the most blown out of proportion one that I've personally seen. I mean, when, when Bert- well, yeah, that's the, that's the thing is that we like the, the most recent virus that we have that even comes close to something like that with the H1N1 flu. And, but, but you, you brought up things you brought up smallpox and, uh, and uh, swine flu is why, is why I mentioned them is because at, at those times we had knowledge of how uh, some pathogens worked it wasn't to a very large degree. I mean, just a hundred years before that, people were still injecting mercury. Well, maybe not a hundred years before that, but but not too long. I ago. mean, say the most recent flu, the H one N one. I I think it was a big thing when I was sixteen. That obviously, if we were better prepared for it, it would have been better. But I, I mean, I got sick with it and I healed and I don't feel any different to my day to day. Well, I mean, I, well, well, the thing is, is that the, the thing with COVID-19 was that it wasn't, it's not that it's not going to be that big of a deal to people like you or me because we're not the susceptible demographic uh, in the, the research shows that the most susceptible demographic to COVID-19 are people with pre-existing conditions or people that are above the age of, I think it's 55 or 65. And so those are the people that are most at risk, as well as like newly born infants, I believe. With H1N1, it was the exact same thing, where if you were young and in relatively good health, like it it wouldn't really treat you any more differently than a normal flu, because ultimately that's all it was, is it was just the flu. But the reason why it's so important for older people to get uh, flu vaccines and why it's like such a big issue is because um, like your body can't fight off those uh, diseases as well whenever you get older. And in some cases, even a vaccine uh, might not be exactly enough. You know, there's like horror stories of people developing pneumonia and basically drowning yeah. in their sleep. Yeah. You know, so, so backing, backing up, all I'm saying is that like there's similarities, but I, I agree with you that it was blown out of proportion and there was no reason to react the way we did. However, the science points that, and honestly, I don't mind wearing a mask. Like I, like, I didn't really enjoy letting people breathe on me anyway. Uh, I don't know. I personally don't like wearing masks, but it's because, I mean, if you look at just about any other country, yes, there are mask mandates where we live, but if you look at any other country, they normally don't wear masks because they got to the virus quick enough with lockdowns. I don't like, I don't really like saying anything bad about America, but just like the general general, I'm not saying anything bad about it, but we do a lot of stuff half-assed. So like, or lack of a better term, half-assed because it's, we, we did somewhat of a lockdown choosing by our States we did somewhat of a mask a mask wearing system before a mandate, 
And then now we're just wearing masks to wear masks, and we're still not getting anywhere. <laughs> that is the thing, though, is that, like, we went to, like, we we never really bothered to, because our response was so slow to it. And, like, there's actual factual evidence that just, you know, most other countries were initiating some form of procedure, whether it was anywhere from just, like, limiting um you know, limiting uh, outside activities like uh, limiting uh, groups of 10 or more or um, lowering the amount of people that were allowed to be in a restaurant at any given time um, all the way to full on like, like border closings. We were the last one to do anything of the sort. And, you know, we suffered from that. And then by the time we decided to try and do a lockdown, it was, it was almost like too late. And I, I saw a post, it was like a meme where it was like, uh, you know, if the first lockdown worked, why do we need to do another one? And if the first lockdown didn't work, then and, still, why do we need to do another one? And I kind of agree with that because it's the issue is, is like, we did one half-assed. And so like, it, it did really prove to be effective. And so at this point, it's, at this point, it's almost a matter of the vaccine coming out or straight up Darwinism, where if you are unlucky enough to get it, you and I think survive. I mean I totally agree. I mean, I think that the first lockdown didn't obviously didn't work, but I don't I just don't think it worked because none of the states could or at least the government could go over the random dumb controversy enough to go we're shutting down every state, everybody stay in their home for two weeks. Although there would be those people who wouldn't want to listen or if it was enforced by police or not, people would find a way. But if we were, if the government seriously went on live TV and took over the TV for a minute and went, Hey, we're closing down. And whether you watched it or not, your job would tell you the week before it starts and say, Hey, we're shutting down for two weeks. There wouldn't be. And if cops enforced it, it would make people from, not driving, but the few people that would walk to another friend's house or whatnot, it's like there would be more of a chance that we'd be better suited if the whole government could just go, yeah, we're shutting down for two weeks. <laughs> but, no, I I agree with that because that's the thing is like there wasn't, and that's one of the biggest reasons why people are struggling is because like there are a lot of countries that they either already had systems in place or they were able to create systems really quickly that uh, allowed them to, you know, pause things like, like that, that was kind of like the, one of the biggest issues with shutting everything down is that we had, there was no money being made in the country. Um, especially f- mostly for uh, lower and middle-class families, of course, like, like ourselves. I mean, I think you said that you were able to work through like the entire pandemic, but me personally, I ended up losing. Um, I ended up losing both of the jobs that I had at the beginning of the year because both of them were service industry based, and those were the first. I mean, uh, I worked. I was to get shut down. Thankfully, uh, I guess, lack of a better term, smiled upon when I came to my because I worked in food service, but I worked in a major chain that didn't go bankrupt or anything. It was pizza, so. I was able to, but Iowa just specifically was one of the states who were like, we're not going to do a lockdown. We're going to keep working. And it's like, well, most other states are doing it. How about you just fucking do it? And like, 
And like, that's, that's what was so frustrating about it is that like everybody could agree that it, it could be a good idea, but there wasn't any way to make it viable for everyone. Like people that they lost their jobs or that their jobs were subject to shutdowns because of COVID there was nothing they could do about it. And they had to go out and find a new job. But the issue was, is that like, there are some people that have done nothing but work in the service industry for their whole lives. And that's just, that's just like what they grew up doing. You know, I know people that have worked as waiters and waitresses basically their whole lives well into their forties, uh, because it's just something they really enjoy doing and they make hella great money doing it. But now they're suddenly thrust in this situation where yeah, they've prepared a little bit, but they weren't prepared to just basically lose their entire career in the span of a month. Now they have a skill set that's basically useless for another handful of months until uh, you know until things start opening up again. I mean, and there's I nothing they can I mean, do about it. I personally just can't wait until I can do everything without a mask. I don't want to have to go in and get my hair cut and wear a mask because I bet you 90% of the time or more you're wearing a mask for no reason. And the only reason why I say that, well, I guess in my case, because if I walk into a grocery store around here, they have, if you ask them, they probably had a coronavirus case, but what happens to that case? It, it disappears. They have to take a leave for two weeks. They get either paid or con- compensated enough to live for two weeks outside of the job. So then they quickly sanitize everything he's been around. So then, then it's just over with. There's no corona there anymore unless there's a person there where, at least where I'm living, they wear masks. I have yet to find a person who doesn't wear a mask in a grocery store. So if I don't wear one, I'm not starting a trend or anything. So if someone has a mask on and say they have corona they have a mask on so my mask ain't gonna do shit if they already have a mask on it's just protecting them from me <laughs> i mean the, del- the the dilemma here is that first of all like there's no way to know exactly like the instant somebody has COVID 19 without getting tested because the thing that's been happening is so well, a lot of people will just be like some people are completely asymptomatic and there's no way for them to know that they have it, but it can still be transmittable. Um, the other thing is that, at least here in Texas, there was no such courtesy granted that involved any sort of paid leave due to COVID-19. At least at least not in any of the industries that I worked in, and almost nobody that I know received any kind of grace like that. Um, I actually have a friend uh, in, uh, she lives in Wales right now, but she's from Scotland. And uh, oh, oh, Wales in the UK for anybody that cares, I guess. Because <laughs> um, apparently there's a Wales in Australia. Anyway, um, they actually get a 600 uh, pound stipend from the government every month just for existing right now. I know, at least in my state, Iowa in the US, if anybody cares. Um, <laughs> um no, if okay. In my state, the company, so you get two weeks off, but the company has to pay you. It's 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 a law right now in my state, or at least a past law, to where if they don't, then I can't remember what it's called. It's only during corona, like I guess you could say corona times, but 
it's but like say for some reason I had COVID, they would give me two weeks off, but like Pizza Hut would have to pay me two weeks to live. Or or the state gives me the full right to leave and then P- I could sue Pizza Hut for not paying me because I'm legally not allowed to work if I have COVID. And I want to work. So, like, it's like people like me who want to work and like you who want to work, but if we have COVID and have to stay home, they send you home for two weeks. And then technically how it's supposed to work, and I was told this by someone who uh, – by a doctor that was – Get, giving me my COVID test and I pretty reliable doctor said or pretty informed doctor told me that technically the company has to pay you two weeks for like you being on like even if you have sick leave or not I think it's only for full-time people but like say I had COVID at my full-time job my job has to pay me two weeks but then technically I'm not allowed they don't have to pay me for these two weeks but technically I'm supposed to be out four weeks the next two weeks because I'm supposed to go two weeks without being symptomatic. So even if it takes a week for my symptoms to go away and I feel better by the next week, I still am out two weeks of work, which my company has to pay me. But then if I'm not symptomatic, I have to go two more weeks out for uh, just to make sure I'm not symptomatic. Yeah, no, no such courtesy that I'm aware of has been extended to people in Texas. But it's good that you have that just in case. Well, and I've I've heard I've heard I've heard here no. anyway. Here, like you're saying, they say where it's they they might take it away soon, or they might have already without my me paying attention because they did it for the first. I want to say all either all of last year or most of last year. If I if if they did take it away, um. But I was hearing that they might have taken it away. But at that point, I argue, oh, no, they did take it away at the end of last year, beginning of this year. And I had to argue with my old employer or the manager before he quit. Um, I, I argued with him about, like, well, hey, if I – like, I, I was out for, like, a week for a sickness. It wasn't COVID, and I got COVID tested. It wasn't COVID. But I was like – yeah, I was sick with something else. I'm okay now. So I was able to go back to work. And then I argued with them for a bit because I was said, well, if I have COVID and I'm out for two weeks, what happens? He's like, well, you don't get paid anymore. And I'm like, well, that's dumb because I'm legally n- not able to work. Like I'm, I, I'm forbidden from coming to my job. If I have COVID, it, it is illegal. And if I'm caught, then it, I think charges or something can be brought against me in Iowa. And it's it, for, for endangering the staff. Yeah. And I was like, well, then I'm out two weeks of work. I need to still pay my bills. And they're saying basically throwing up the middle finger in my face. And that's all I said. And he's like, well, there's nothing we can do now. Like, and that's where I kind of see how maybe even other governments like stash, like stash, stashed away some money. So where they're able to do a lockdown, but if we did a forced lockdown for two weeks, I would bet you the next month we could stop wearing masks. I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't like that I cannot watch like 
I've been shopping at a certain vape store for four plus years now. And I don't like the fact that I can't walk into the vape store without a mask and be able to look at the uh, guy behind the counter without him having to question him, question himself if it's me. Because now that I live farther away, he, he likes to see me when he can. So it's like, I don't want him to have to question himself on, is that him? Maybe it's not him. Maybe it is him. It's that it's the facial recognition of from one human to another that now you're kind of basing, is it this person off of the mask they wear? So if they change the mask, you're like, who the fuck are you? Like, Well, yeah, but I think it's like, like the thing is, is wearing a mask. It's not like to protect you necessarily. I mean, it does, but the point of it is to protect other people. It, it's, it's an act of selflessness. And I'm not saying that you feel this way, but I feel like a lot of people, cause like all you really want is you just like, you don't, you like, obviously you would say that like, it's not like the end of the world to wear a mask and you understand its value. Just like, sure. right. <laughs> yes, I, I understand okay. the value for but everybody there's a lot listening. Of people I understand that think it's like... the value of the masks. I just personally do not like wearing them. In fact, I am very selfish. And if I, if the government said Zach Zufa does not have to wear a mask anymore, then I would gladly take that certificate. <laughs> Post that shit on Facebook. I'm coming for you, Nancy. <laughs> um. <laughs> but like I like I, I I like I hate watching those videos where people are like talking about how it's some sort of crazy infringement on their rights or or that it in any way like severely limits their ability to breathe or something. I'm not saying it isn't harder to breathe in a mask, but you're not getting any less oxygen or anything and there's plenty of tests to prove that you can wear a mask for extended periods of time without having any crazy ill effects or that you're like recycling the virus or something. And it's just, you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. I understand the importance things. and I, and I understand the science behind it, but I mean, you, you've worked in the food industry, but when I, when I'm making food next to an 800 degree oven and I, and you're quickly, even though people don't realize it or maybe don't care, care to, to know it, you're, you're putting in, even though you're not running miles, you're, you're quickly getting from one place to another. Say like I go from, I'm, I'm on the ship by myself and I have to cut and make pizzas while helping a customer at the front counter, making a sub and then having to re like you, you're constantly on your feet. Well, eventually where you could just normally breathe your brain, it's, there's a science saying you could breathe normally in a mask, but your brain is like, well, there's something blocking fresh air intake. Which, I mean, it depends on, the, it's obviously dependent on the mask you wear, but like I have a very breathable mask and I'm lucky for that. But even sometimes I have to be like, whether it's just to go outside to vape or not, it's just, I need to step outside so I can get, get some actual air in. I mean, there's time, it's not often, it's probably once every couple of months, but you're standing, you're quickly trying to do everything yourself and it's like you're trying to breathe well normally you can just take an air you're feeling a mask pressed against your face when you're breathing in which tells your brain psychologically there's something in the way when there's not where you're then you start 
a mild form of hyperventilating where you're just out of breath where you're like, I just need to, I need to breathe. <laughs> I get that. But then there's also a lot of people in like the healthcare industry, for example, or like when I was working in the industrial industry, I was wearing uh, a respirator very often because we'd be working with uh, like lead paint particles or uh, noxious fumes and, and we had to protect ourselves from those. And I could wear a, a, a respirator for a full 10-hour shift without any kind of real ill effects or um, any kind of real issues. And I mean, like, some of that is down to just, like, personally me not being bothered by it and, and becoming accustomed to the sensation. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of healthcare workers out there that will wear masks and all kinds of PPE throughout their entire shift because it's just, it's what was demanded to them even pre COVID uh, for whatever it is that they were doing. And they are people that uh, I would argue um, like they know more about how all of that works. I mean, maybe not necessarily to like an extreme, like, like they're not all pathologists or anything, but they like, I don't think that they would be constantly wearing masks if there were, as many cons as a lot of people like to say I mean, there are to wearing I masks walked into, I mean, doctors before COVID, yes, wore masks, but didn't wear them as often as people think. I mean, I was in a, I mean, I've been in and out of hospitals for a long time for the last couple of years. And mo- most, if not all of the time, they wouldn't wear a mask unless they were doing a procedure or if they were working with a, a physical, like, airborne illness patient. And if it wasn't one of those two, they're not wearing a mask. So it's mm-hmm. – or they at least weren't in the instances, instances that I saw. So it's, it's kind of like it would – at that point, it's up to the doctor. It's not up to us to wear a mask. If, if it was up to us, we would not be wearing a mask. And then – Right. But the situation is different now, too, with with the fact that, you know, we do have an active, you know, airborne transmittable virus that can easily be spread uh, just through uh, just through speech. Yeah. uh, Because the particles can ride on. I don't know about you, but I think sometimes sometimes I think that some doctors or at least most doctors that I've known since I, I was a little boy that they're just going insane to the virus. I mean, like that old man cooped up in his house, like paranoid. Like, I mean, like, and I can say like just the other day, I tried to schedule an uh, appointment for my back, not no symptoms whatsoever, uh, whatsoever. Clean bill of health took the COVID test a couple weeks before. So they knew I was clean And and I, and it wasn't even just to visit them. It was just, I thought I was coming down with something. They made me take a COVID test. I thought it was just a day cold, but they wanted to test for everything. Well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this is the part that I'm getting at. Um, So then I said, there's a problem with, with either my muscles or my bones, or I've just been having unusual pain that I'm not used to feeling. And I still have it because I said bag seeing the doctor because they tried getting me on a, on a zoom call. And I'm like, I'm not going to go on a zoom call. You're going to see me in your office. And they're like, well, 
Most, if not all, doctor's offices around here are closed. We lock the doors. We all wear masks, and we sanitize everything. And it's like, and and you have to take a co- a rapid COVID test before, which are only I think forty percent or sixty percent effective. A rapid COVID test before each of their shift starts. So it's like, well, they take a rapid COVID test, and the ones that are at work are the ones without it. If there's someone who get comes back positive, then they have to leave immediately and they have to sanitize the work area. And then they're still wearing masks to people that they know don't have COVID. So I'm like, well, do you really have to wear a mask? Because you know that the other people don't have COVID. You, they know you don't have COVID. So why are you wearing a mask in a locked, sanitized building? And, and then when I, when I try to go in there, and this is why I don't like Zoom calls. I guess Zoom calls for doctors because I've been on one. And it's doctors want to ask you every other question. It's like, I'm, I'm not a doctor. You are. You got to tell me what's wrong with me because I didn't take the schooling. So if you say a fancy bone or if you say there's something wrong when you extend your arm, there could be, I mean, like I have lower back pain that I started getting at the end of last year. So I tried to get seen for that. And they're like, well, does it hurt when you bend over? Well, yes. Well, then there's like 30 or 40 things that could be a problem. Let's figure out what's the problem on on the next Zoom call. Then you get on the next one and they're like, well, it's not that, that, or that, or that. It might be something else, but I won't be able to tell until I see you in person. And then I'm like, well, I just wasted two hours or if not more, I think six hours and two different three-hour Zoom calls wasting my time and his time to tell me that he doesn't know what's going on with me because he can't physically touch me or figure out what's wrong with me over over a video call. I mean, part of that is probably like, part of that probably isn't even like his fault. Part of that is just the, the standards that have been put in place to protect people that are, that are less careful than you might be. And that's the thing is that that's the big thing is that we have a lot of selfish, careless people because while you may not necessarily agree or, or maybe the right word is enjoy uh, wearing a mask. Yeah. I'm not saying it's fun or anything, but you don't, you don't, you don't care for it at all. And that's fine. But there are a lot of people that genuinely think that it's just like wearing a mask is just absolutely 100% no use to anyone at any time. And that it's just, it, it's just this thing to like, like hate on and like have a huge issue with. Um, and, and it's to, I think it's largely to protect against those ignorant people that'll literally like have COVID and yeah. they'll just be like, it's just a sneeze or something, you know? And while they may not be at the biggest risk for it, like it may just be like a 25 or 30 year old, but that 25 or 30 year old might interact with a handful of people that are in those risk categories that have, uh, like an autoimmune disease or are I mean, like of I, an older age. And so like, I get what you're saying though. It's like, like, I don't feel like personally, like I agree. I don't feel like I got what I needed to from a doctor's appointment. If I just did it over a zoom call, because I feel like, especially since a lot of the issues that I have and that you're having are like physical, it requires like a physical I mean, I, diagnosis. I, I completely understand why we wear masks, but I only wear masks when I have to in in public. And today it's a lot like saying that people are like, well, 
then you're just not wearing it all the time. And it's like, actually, you're wearing it all the time, except for when you're driving in your car, because when I'm going grocery shopping, you have to wear a mask. When you're going out to dinner, unless you're eating, and it, well, until the food comes out, or at least when they seat you at your table, you can put can we just let's talk about that for a half second? It's the, it is the most stupidest thing, or it, it feels like this, the most ignorant thing that I've ever done in my entire life is wearing a mask for the first 17 That's, steps to get into a restaurant. this is where something you'll find like even dumber. I went, me and my dad went to a buffet. They have, I get paper plates. I get the plastic forks. I kind I well, I kind of don't. I mean, working in the food service industry... I know that they they run it through at least buffets because I've worked at one, or at least my my grandma and my sister did, and I've seen behind the scenes to wash what everybody touches for natural bacteria. They have to throw it through a dishwasher, supposed to wash it twice, well has to wash it twice, then throw it through a sanitizer, and then I believe heat dries. So they throw it in a heat dryer, which gets rid of all the bacteria on the plates or silverware. So. I get if people do not trust the system, like get trust the workers that are working the system to just wash them and then heat dry them instead of going through the process. And we have like, like, cause there's workers who's lazy. So I could imagine the paper plates and the, um, the paper plates and the silverware, but you're wearing these cheap gloves that you have to wear to pick up tongs to grab your food, which I understand, but I still don't understand the masks and, and even a buffet because I'm getting up and at least in most buffets, all, all the buffets I've been to around here, there's no plastic screens and you can, and I was literally seated at somebody's back, not six feet apart from someone's at somebody's back. So, and I took off my food, t- took off my mask to eat. So it's like, why did I, why am I still breathing in the same air to put on my mask? Cause I was required to put on my mask to go grab more food out of buffet to sit down, to take off my mask, to breathe the same air as everybody else in that sealed restaurant. No, it's, it's that same thing where it's just America half-assing everything where, you know, we could, we could have, you know, put in the effort to make a system that makes sense or at least, get us it to a point where we could have restaurants open without masks at all, or at least, I don't know, like, just, I mean, just some I, variation I, of something that would have made more sense. I mean, I, uh, I understand like waiters, waitresses and workers wearing masks because I've been to work sick before pre COVID. I I've gone to work sick because you still have to make money and to pay your bills. And I understand, like, whether they're sick or not, they're they're working around hundreds, if not thousands, depending on the restaurant of people, and they want to wear a mask through each interaction. But I don't understand why I would have to wear a mask to take, like you said, a couple of steps to my table just to take it off for the remainder of the time I'm there to talk to my friends and eat or whatever setting it is, and then to put it back on to walk out of the building. Mm-hmm just for me to take it off right when I walk outside because it's, it's air. The, the earth isn't, the earth is sealed touch shite, no, yeah. but everything that you breathe is filtered through plants 
and trees to make it fresh air again. Well, well, the thing is, the thing is, is way, way, way before that, like the air that you breathe is still like, like the, so just a little bit about COVID. It's that uh, one of the biggest uh, concerns with it is that it can ride on particles so fine that it doesn't even have to be a cough or a sneeze. The particles that you naturally breathe out when speaking are enough to transmit it. Um, and the thing with the masks is it's not necessarily to keep somebody that ha- uh, somebody that um, it's not necessarily like, you, let's say you don't have COVID. It's not to make sure that you, uh, I forget exactly how it works uh, or how to phrase it for some reason. I'm, I'm starting to get tired. Don't mind me. Um, but it, it's like, I think the favorite meme I, ha- I saw of it where it was like, imagine you and another guy are standing there naked uh, or at least without pants on and the other dude pisses on your leg. Like 100% of the piss gets on your leg. But then if you put on pants, like 80% of the piss gets on you, but the jeans help somewhat. But then if he wears pants too, then all the piss just kind of stays over there. And that's the idea with masks. It's not necessarily to keep you from getting it. It's to keep somebody else from spreading it. And the, the whole thing with the restaurants is a joke. Like there's, there's absolutely no way that that's helping keep anybody more safe. But that's, uh, that's like the main reason well, I mean, that like people want to wear masks. Well, I understand that point that, that you're saying. And another thing that I kind of don't get is yeah, I would say – a lot of the population, at least in America, um, aren't wearing... So, like, they say the N95 mask protects you. I bet you the majority of America doesn't wear an N95 mask. They wear what's comfortable and what's breathable. So, it's like... It's, it, mm-hmm. In that, what you were saying, it's like if, a, if the guy not wearing pants were to put on, like, fishnet stockings instead of pants and still pissed some would stay in his pants some would still get on you so it'd be like you're not you're not wearing an efficient mask you're mm-hmm. just wearing a mask to wear a mask at that point and then at that point why are we wearing masks <laughs> no, i agree with that. like i saw a picture where somebody took a mask and like i've seen two versions one is like somebody just took an n95 and just took a hole puncher to it and then another one is it's just straight up like it's lace like somebody took like a fancy pair of lacy panties and just stretched well, over their face. I didn't even about like yeah, my mask. My mask is my. And... Well, well, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like cloth, cloth masks or like that, uh, I guess, silky solution masks where it's like comfortable, breathable, like Under Armour. Like I have one of those masks. It's not N95. Mm-hmm. It can kind of protect me, and it kind of protects everybody from me, but it doesn't do what an N95 does. So at that point, why am I even wearing a mask? No, I, I agree with that. You know, like I, I definitely think it's still like it's still something, and it's still important for people to just wear a mask as a general rule. It like it's definitely a situation of something is better than nothing, but I agree where it's just like it. It's kind of just at a point where it almost like the whole of America going all the way back to what I said earlier, where it's just it's 
basically down to the vaccine or just straight up Darwinism where whoever's going to live through it is going to live through it. And whoever isn't, I mean, well, and and the fact that we wear masks, it's like, how often are we like, we're about to see really our first summer with COVID and we kind of saw it last year, not a whole lot. And it's like the opportunities and the, most times that we're not going to wear masks are coming up. So when bars are open, even if it's not till 10, like around here, bars close at 10. It's like you're, you're sitting at a bar that whether it's X soft six feet or not, particles are still going to travel and you're not going to wear a mask drinking at a bar or you're not going to wear a mask when you're out in public on a public beach you probably won't wear a mask because it's going to be a hot day and you're not going to want to wear it. You're going to go swimming. You're not going to wear a mask swimming. Just like wintertime has showed us, when you're at a restaurant, you're just putting on for a brief time because then you have to take off your mask to eat. So then you're eating with your mask off, breathing while that's happening and then leaving. And then you're taking off your mask to do physical activities. Like, I couldn't imagine how... Like, like I go, I go for jogs, but I go for jogs like in in like state parks where there's nobody around to take off my mask. But I can imagine like people jogging on, like I've seen people jogging without masks. I've yet to see one person jogging with a mask on because you're exercising your body and then you're breathing heavy and then you're breathing Mm -hmm. heavy into a mask and then your face is getting wet I mean, I mean, personally, so personally, I can work out with a mask on. And there's actually a lot of people that do for uh, resistance training. Now, I definitely don't recommend it for somebody that doesn't normally work out, of course, because it's adding just extra stress onto your body for no real reason. Um, but it does, uh, it, like, it, it can be done and it does serve a purpose. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. And honestly, when I'm just outside... Uh, in an area where there's nobody else around me really like especially if I'm at like a park or if I'm even just walking through a parking lot and there's not anybody immediately around me I take off my, my mask almost as soon as I, I get out well, of the I building think, and, and it's I'm out of like, like the major public the tra- area we're we're not trained as like I guess people to wear a mask so say for whatever reason me you Wednesday and Miguel or like a group of our friends go out to like a field. I'm not going to sniff my net like good or bad breath in a mask. I'm going to take it off, smell the fresh air and the grass and the, in the area around. And if we see someone pass us, we're not going to quickly put on our mask. We'll most likely wave our hand or say, Hey, as they run by, we're not trained to wear a mask that's just the general population of people yes we have been doing it but if we don't have it on we'll probably not use it i don't think that was necessarily the best example but um i think parrot is like the uh nothing i was just laughing at your phone going off Uh, yeah my dad's calm but yeah let's end off on yeah yeah, just to finish off what i was gonna say i think the best example of that is like in uh like a lot of asian countries like especially in like japan and china it's very common for somebody to get sick and then immediately 
uh, begin wearing masks um, just as a personal courtesy to others. Whereas in America, a lot of people just don't really don't really see that. And like, uh, I, I think it's very unfortunate because you see so many people that they get sick and then they just like before COVID, they get sick and they would just still come into work anyway, but without any kind of mask or, or attempting to distance themselves or anything like that. And a lot of, and I mean, I could add to that point too, at, at least at one of my old jobs, someone will come in and say they're sick. And it's like, most of the time you react like, are you well, like really sick? Well, yeah, you're like, you ask if they're like how sick they are, but then you move on to like, well, I don't get sick very often and I have a strong immune system, so I probably won't get sick. So just stay in work. And then, and they'll say, well, I'm working anyway. So then they work and then they're taking NyQuil and then there's general before COVID there's generally at least at my old jobs where there's like NyQuil or like sick medicine at the job. So you can continue working because the lower, I would say the quote unquote lower class or middle-class jobs understand that you still have to, pay your bills like you don't have a choice <laughs> right well anyway we've been rattling on for an hour and a half it was kind of all over the place but you know it's whatever so yeah thank you guys for listening this is what the ninth episode yep thanks for joining us for the ninth episode of the nightlight